As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I love those verses in that chapter where it talks about the person who meditates on the law of the Lord is like a tree planted by streams of water that bears its fruit in due season. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Okay, ladies, we are back again this week. I am so excited to be releasing a new episode to you guys. We are working on getting new sponsors. We're starting to have a few of them roll in. So we've got some more shows on the books, which is really fun and exciting. I'm really looking forward to what the rest of this summer and this fall is going to bring some brand new sponsors that are really fun and I'm really excited about. So that is great news. If you do know someone who would like to sponsor the show, though, and get in on some of this action as we get things rolling again, you can have them get a hold of me on Instagram at Mackenzie Kappa, or you can have them email me at boldturquoise at gmail.com, and I would love to be able to send them my media kit and chat about that. But on this episode, you guys, I'm excited to have my good friend Katie Duckett back, and we have a really fun episode today, I think. Sometimes you need a little bit of lightheartedness. We talk about some of our favorite things we've been consuming in media lately, and books, and our favorite summer drinks. It's a really fun and sometimes deep episode that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. But before we get there, I do also just want to mention really quickly that if you want another way to support the show or just be a part of the most amazing community of women on the internet, you should come over and join us at Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. We have so many fun things going on there all the time. I do daily lives in our private Facebook group with everyone, which are so much fun to be able to communicate and go a little bit deeper than we do in this format. We talk about every Everything from really serious issues to just ridiculous updates on my life. We're also watching rom-coms together this summer, which is super fun. We discuss them on Zoom and we talk all about our goals and how we can get back into routines and take back our life. There's so much content over there and we would love to have you come join us. There's many different levels to get involved at. So head over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely to join our community. All right, without further ado, let's get on with this episode with me and Katie Duckett. 
Hey, Katie. Good morning. I'm so glad you could make it this morning. This Me too. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to have another friend as well, but you know, it's early and sometimes it just doesn't work out, but it's all good because it's going to be a fun episode. I feel like Katie and I are really pressing into our Julyness and trying to like still find those little lovely things in the midst of a lot of heavy stuff. Sometimes it gets harder, doesn't it? It's it harder. Does. You have to really hunt it out. <laughs> yes. And I think that's when it's even more necessary. Like you have to let your brain have breaks and you have to find those little lovely things to be able to hold on to when all the world is burning down. So I feel like that's kind of what we're, we're bringing today is some fun discussion about books and music and summer drinks and all that kind of thing to just bring a little bit more joy and compartmentalization into our yes. lives. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And there have been totally. some really fun things that have come out recently that I feel like we just really need to talk about. Yeah. Well, yeah. I bet nobody is going to know what you're talking about. I know. <laughs> it's actually two things that I will mention. <laughs> but I mean, first and foremost, you guys, I would have talked about this last week, but we didn't have a podcast episode. So here we are. We got to talk about Hamilton. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> I, I've lost track the number of times I've watched it, or it's just been on in my house in the background. I have now gone on to watch both of the, like, extra shows that they have on Disney Plus about Hamilton. Did you know oh, about wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Hamilton Deep Dive, where they interview the main actors about, like, what it was like when they found out they were in the show and what attracted them to the show and like what their experience has been. And then there is another one that's an interview with Robin Roberts and she talks to them about things with Hamilton, like in today's culture and they have a history professor from Harvard who comes on and talks about like, whether the inaccuracies in the show really matter and mm. what we should take away from it. I thought it was really well done and a really mm. interesting conversation about race and, and all that kind of thing and how we can still like view and appreciate Hamilton as a piece of art without it having to be completely historically accurate. Mm. Um, I thought it was a really thought provoking conversation and you know, have also mined the depths of, you know, like Aaron Moon has a Hamilton spreadsheet where <laughs> you can go and view YouTube clips, which a lot of those I had already seen before because I've, you know, been a big fan of Hamilton for a long time. But this was a new experience for you, right? Okay, so I haven't watched it all the way through. Oh, <laughs> can I what? Still engage? I know. I know. I hopefully I can add balance and interest to what you're saying, like with fresh ears, because I <laughs> I can't follow along those lines quite yet. Of oh. um, I know, I know. And part How of it far is are because, you? Um, <clears throat> like ten minutes because um, I live with so many guys and I couldn't generate the interest to watch it and 
so I need to find a time when it's just me and I get to enjoy it. And those times are really hard to come by, to be honest. So, but my mom just told me, she's like, I'll watch it. And I know my sisters would. So I think I need to just like organize or um, get moving on it. But Uh, our family is kind of obsessed with a different show right now, which we can talk about when we're done with Hamilton. (laughs) And so it is hard to find like time where the TV's not occupied or where we're all not like ready for that. So yeah, my apologies. I mean, I know I'm not on this bandwagon yet and I know I'm going to love it because I love, I love historical um, pieces. I love historical fiction is my favorite to read. Like I love this. I geek out over this. So I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna just love it. And I think that my, the men in my, my life um, could really get behind it if they just give it like a shot because I think yeah. the music is compelling I think it's they hear musical and they think of like being forced to watch sound of music or yes and this something is that, not that <laughs> yeah yeah so they need to broaden their cultures and yes. I <laughs> I'm have, working on that <laughs> yeah I'll have Roman put in a good word yeah boys exactly he's been he I mean I was really I knew he would be interested but because he's listened to it for years but he really like took it in and has had things to say about it and you know he he even like went into more of a deep dive in the music than I expected him to. I think this last year, like being in band and that sort of thing, he was like, I really like this song with the trumpets and it has a lot of piano. And like, like he, he really thought about things with the music that I don't even necessarily think about. And so it was really fun to see his perspective and have him be able to pick out things that were different in the show versus the soundtrack. And Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And he even noticed like, oh, we haven't heard this song much. And I was like, yeah, there was a reason for that. But we're here now. So (laughs) we're just gonna go ahead and and watch. (laughs) But, you know, I just did the full preparation. We did, we fast forwarded through one number in the second act, which I've gone back and watched. But, and it was suggestive, but it wasn't like, you're not going to see anything or, you know, it, yeah. I thought, I thought it was tasteful in the way that they did it, handling yeah. the subject matter that they were, but, um, it was just, I kind of had that conversation with them going into it. Like, guys, these are just not words that you're going to repeat ever, but, yeah. but we are going to watch this show because the greater context is like, it is not only a cultural phenomenon, but it is, a work of art and I want you guys to be able to see the Tony award-winning choreography and the acting and the you know it was just yeah super powerful so well I love that your kids knew the music so well from just you turning on the music like and being able to follow along with the story yeah I was shocked when I realized the first time you actually saw it with your eyes yeah <laughs> when it came out I just like because you've been a super fan for a long time yeah. without actually watching it I think that's pretty that speaks volumes about the quality of the music and the storytelling and yeah all of it yeah we totally knew what was going on the whole time and but that's really like my upbringing in the theater I 
experienced so many shows in that way. It was much more likely that I had like completely digested a soundtrack of music before I ever saw the production. I mean, it was that way with Les Mis and Phantom and Miss Saigon and like all of these shows that I was obsessed with when I was younger. So that didn't feel new to me to mm. like access the material in that way but but it was fun to do it with them and it has been interesting because we've listened to this music for so many years I mean Ellie could definitely not remember a time in her life where we weren't <laughs> listening to this music and like but even it has changed like I hear them just randomly singing it more often and mm. it, I think just like them putting together the visuals with the audio, it's it's definitely gone deeper. And there are so many lines that I've, you know, I've listened to these songs for years, but all of a sudden they're making their way more into like our everyday vocabulary. There are very few <laughs> words that can be said that don't trigger some like Hamilton reference. And so <laughs> that's been kind of fun. But especially yeah. like, I, I think maybe I told you, but George Washington has this line. Now I have to think of it because he says, oh, dang it. I knew this was going to happen. I wasn't going to remember like in the moment. Oh, he says, I can't be everywhere at once, people. I'm in dire need of some assistance. <laughs> what I tell my kids when they start getting really overwhelming and like everybody needs something, this is what I like yell out of the house. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, mom's channeling George Washington. Like, what is wrong? <laughs> but it's just been super fun. And, and I'm also listening to a book. I'm going to veer into the books just for a second. I'm listening yeah. to... All Things Reconsidered by Knox McCoy. I'm about halfway through, so nobody give me a hard time if there's something weird in it or whatever. But um, he's one of the podcasters from the Popcast, and I really enjoy his humor. And all throughout this book, he makes Hamilton references. And so oh. and, and it can be just like two words, and then he'll go footnote. And then he'll <laughs> Hamilton reference and then go back to whatever it was and so it, it's pretty funny to like hear those just like sprinkled into a normal sentence and there'll be like two words that are clearly from Hamilton and so yeah it's fun oh he's speaking your language he is, he, he is. like it was something to behold and he has a fun story because they did a deep dive on Hamilton on the podcast last week and he did not think he was going to be interested in it at all but they were on a work trip and all the women in their company went to it and then his plans fell through so he's like I guess I'll go to Hamilton and he got a seat by himself like in the back of the theater and then just became obsessed after he'd seen it so it's fun to hear like especially I think when yeah. guys do yeah. that yeah yeah surprise themselves that yeah they actually really enjoyed this and the music is catchy and all of it yeah I think yeah. that's that's fun. <laughs> like my dad totally loved it. My mom has watched it numerous times. I found out yesterday that she's now listening to the Hamilton mixtape. Oh, <laughs> like, oh. I didn't expect. Yeah. So it's kind of funny, but yeah, 
Yeah. That's All right. Awesome. So that's my, I mean, I could truly go on. I did a, a virtual viewing with a friend last night and like going into it was like, okay, here are some facts you need to know before we start. And it was like <laughs> this text message that just went on and on and on. <laughs> like, I love it. The cliff notes. Yeah. This is who Lin-Manuel Miranda is. And this is what he did. And this is, you know, and like, like, these are the things you just need to know. Yeah. Context helps. Yep. It really does. Mm-hmm. All right. So with the virtual viewing, does that mean you're watching at the same time and texting each other or are you like on, are yes. you watching someone's face watch? Oh, okay. It was like, and go. Oh, okay. So, so you start push play at the same time. Yes. And then okay. there was a little bit of Marco poloing, but mostly just texting. Okay. Which is hard. I was like, look, this is not going to be easy for you because (laughs) these words come really fast in this show. And I'm not sure how you're going to consume the information that I need to give you. (laughs) (laughs) It could be much easier if I were there. Plus you could experience me singing along to every single number. (laughs) So actually it was probably better off. And it was virtual and they didn't have to put up with me. But it was really fun. They're like, I thought this would be a very different experience if we were together. I was like, you have no idea. <laughs> well, yeah. I think your passion is really like drawing me along. I, I'm now feeling really eager to watch and enjoy Hamilton. Yes. Well, thank you. I look forward to you doing it as well. And then reporting yeah. back fully. Yeah, the next time I, we talk about it, I'll probably be a super fan. Yes. <laughs> okay, so where should we go from here? Oh, your where, show. Where do your you show. go from here? The show that you're watching that I okay. was in for one episode and I was like, no. Nope, you were out. My out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my kids range from 16, almost 16 to 9 who are watching mm-hmm. this, boys, and my husband and I. So there's just caveat and I wouldn't say most nine-year-olds could fall Mm -hmm. into this range but this particular nine-year-old he's a six and he loves scary he he loves it like he get he just seeks it out and um like has to know has to get to the other side of something scary and then he can rest like he loves Jurassic Park he's just obsessed with yeah anyway so I I don't know that nine is a good marker but for this nine-year-old it works so the show because my 11 year old was like nope can't do it yeah and part of that is the tension um, like that, you know, that feeling like, but some, like there could be a pop out or, yeah. and there isn't always, but there's always that tension present. Mm-hmm. And so I totally understand why it can be a little bit much and it can be a little bit much for me. Um, I tend to be a screamer <laughs> <laughs> and a jumper and I scare everybody more than necessary <laughs> because I jump and scream a lot at the same time. And they're like, mom, I know, but I can't. It's how do you control that? You can't. Yeah. That's the point. You really it's, just can't. No, you can't. So, uh, so the show that I'm talking about is Lost and we're like 16 years late to this band. Yeah. <laughs> but we're here now. And um, my 
my sisters, my younger sisters at the time were like obsessed with the show that it aired. And, yeah. um, and I remember their obsession level. I remember how excited they were. I think it was like Monday nights maybe, but they couldn't wait for it to come on. And I just missed the whole thing. I just had no idea. And, yeah. and because I'd missed so much, I wasn't into it. I didn't want to catch yeah. up. Or, yeah. But so both of them, um, earlier in the spring, they were like, I think your family is ready for loss. I think your boys would love it. I think <laughs> you start it from the beginning and go through what else do you have to do in quarantine? There are no sports. You mm -hmm. might as well, you know, do something like this. And so, um, and then they started talking to the boys and they were like, we need to do this. So it's all six seasons are on Hulu. And um, so we just started it and just, it grabbed us right away. And um, we all of us cannot wait for when my youngest goes to bed and it's time for lust. Like we all <laughs> yeah. we get in position and we usually watch one or two episodes a night. And um, it, there's so many theories and um, there's always a lot to talk about. And one of my sisters who really loved the show said that um, it was written in completion before they ever aired it. So it's- Oh, it's, interesting. It's, it's written really well. Every character is written deliberately with growth or non-growth, which is also mm. pertinent to the story. But there are Easter eggs all throughout. There are ways. So it, it's clever. Mm -hmm. And when you know that, I think it gives you a different lens on everything that happens has meaning and they are dropping hints every so you you can start to put things together we all have different theories different working theories and that has been so fun because you know every once in a while you realize oh, you were right about where this was going and that person is like whoa yeah <laughs> I can't believe I was right about that yeah. so it's just it's been really fun um for yeah. us as a group like just a bonding thing I think we Scott and I both felt like in the evenings we lost our kids like as you know they yeah they would be off on video games we would be doing maybe watching our own show or I'll, I'd be reading and he you know so we just weren't really connected and now um like our evenings are a joint effort and it's a lot of fun. So yeah. once this ends, cause we're in season four now of six. Yeah. So we're over that halfway point and we're all sort of lamenting like, what is going to happen when we finish it? Like then what? I know. So we'll need another obsessive series. I totally the longer get the that. Because Roman and I have done that with a couple of series and we're at this point now where we don't have one and it is that like, oh, I guess you're just going to play Fortnite and I'm going to read a book or whatever, but I miss yeah. doing that with him because we did, you know, Downton Abbey, may I suggest a good follow-up to Lost yeah. <laughs> would be Downton <laughs> but he loved it he loved it so and then we did the office and oh, that's fun yeah so now it's like well where do we go from here because mama can't hang with lost at this point yeah yeah too much tension I get it yeah maybe <sighs> maybe later on down the road if my life looks very different then I could circle back around but I could yeah. see that yeah, but yeah. at this point, yeah, why, why do, because I will have, I'll like wake up and be like, oh no, it's like, I, I think about these characters, yeah. like I've come to really care about them, and so 
I don't know. Find yourself praying for them and you're like, oh, wait. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just feel like, oh no, I need to tell Saeed, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Wait a second here. Yeah. (laughs) He's not real. I don't know him. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) I know. I I know. But that's, I I go deep into stuff like that. So there was one point in my life where I watched a soap opera, like way (laughs) back when my boys were my first two were like in diapers and life was crazy and one o'clock happened to be nap time folding laundry time and I but I knew it was getting unhealthy when um I made a reference to a friend about getting my car getting my car checked out by Bo who was the character on the show and I was like wait a (laughs) second like I (laughs) I can't handle it yeah (laughs) I I can't merge these worlds I can't keep them separate and so I get too invested so that's just my own life struggle. That's <laughs> so funny. It to be careful. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I watched a show that I, my parents, okay, my mom, my dad, I think has now cut her off and said, no more. You can't watch it. <laughs> and they were like really close to the end of the season too. And he was like, we're done. You are done. Wow. <laughs> and- wow. So, and I kind of don't blame him, but I, they were, my mom very much insisted, like, you have to watch this show and I have to be able to talk with you about it because it's so crazy. And I, so I started watching last week and then I watched quite a bit over the weekend and I am close to being done at the point now where I'm like, well, I just have to finish it. I have like one episode left, but I found myself by yesterday afternoon being like, I'm so depressed. Like, what what's wrong with my life I was like it's this stupid show and so I joint texted I started a group text with my parents which I've never done before and I was like you know what's really stinking depressing the morning (laughs) show that you people made me watch like what's wrong with you but (laughs) it's the morning show and while it's like very well acted I hate it (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's just like, I'm going to get through it because now I need to know what happens and there's only one episode left and whatever, but it's just Unique closure. a real downer. Oh, so that just reminds me of like how important it is. I mean, like the Bible talks about like guarding that we are susceptible, yeah. that our hearts can lead us astray and to be so guarded about what we do put in. And I think about all that, that all the time, because some, some shows, some books, like they're like junk food. And if all your diet consists of is junk food, yeah, you know, what's going to happen. Like you don't have health. Like for me, I have to be finding those balances Mm -hmm. because I can feel it. Like you're saying, like I slide or I get too invested in something not real and it's just, it's not healthy and it's not, I can feel it. And in this time period, it's so easy to like justify or turn towards more and more junk food figuratively and literally, but, um, it's so yeah. important to like know that I just I try to think of it like on a on a percentage scale of like mm-hmm. okay if most of my free time is spent here that's like 60% of my free time I have to make sure that that other side is also 
balanced because I yeah. I just can feel it. I can feel myself yeah. <laughs> go to these places that are not real and worry about things that are not legit. But it can it can affect us deeply, especially mm-hmm. when you have like emotional margin for that. Like you're yeah, it, it risky. Well, and, and with these shows too, like I. I, it said like, oh, there could be something triggering. And I was like, I'll be fine. And then I was like, oh, that was really triggering. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. Like there was just stuff that, yeah, that just, even from more recently that I just was like, oh, wait a minute that, no, I don't like that. Um, But also I hadn't been really watching much TV other than Hamilton. I had been reading a lot for this past month. And I mean, they're, you know, we'll get to that in a second. A lot of these are not necessarily fluffy, but they're love stories. And, you know, you know, they're tied up with a bow at the end. That's really what I'm looking for. Yeah. So even though they weren't faith-based and stuff, you just, you always know there's going to be a happy ending. And with this, this just feels like hard all the way through for a lot of different people. And so it was just, yeah, it's just been not like a fun experience. Like I said, well acted, interesting premise that I think reflects a lot of what has happened in the culture legitimately, but, but not like a comfortable place to sit in, especially when I think maybe if I'd been in a mode of watching more shows even, it wouldn't mm-hmm. have felt like so jarring, but because I really haven't been watching TV, it it just yeah has felt icky. Yeah. yeah, well, and that's a good place to do like just evaluate like your feelings and why and what that mm-hmm. triggered and um, why you don't want to seek that out and yeah, how can you balance that? Like the, that can produce some really good like internal dialogue yeah. with yeah. yourself for sure. pour yourself a cup of your iced coffee and yeah. sit down and talk to you yes. <laughs> for sure I know as I like couldn't sleep last night it was the sorting out okay well why is this yeah <laughs> some things I still need to process there okay yeah <laughs> Okay, ladies, I'm not going to lie. Going to the grocery store or going to pick up food from a restaurant right now feels super overwhelming, like very anxiety-inducing for me personally. And I finally decided that I needed something to help me out with that. I just needed to take that stressor off of my plate. And so I decided to turn to Postmates, and I am absolutely loving it. I think I would love them under normal circumstances, but right now I'm loving them even more because I can get my food delivered without leaving my house or even opening my door if I don't want to. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. So they also have the handy Postmates pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up, you guys, because we need to be supporting our neighborhood spots right now. And I've been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And we have so many great local restaurants that I want to see still exist on the other side of all of this craziness. And as I already mentioned, Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life so much easier by picking up everything I need from places like Walgreens or even 7-Eleven. I get my groceries from Safeway and they drop it right outside my door. 
It's super simple. All you have to do is download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. Even better though, for a limited time, Postmates is giving my listeners $100 of free delivery credit for the first seven days. You can just have everything delivered for the next week. So to do that and start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOVELY100. So that's code LOVELY100 for $100 of free delivery credit for the first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. But as long as, since I mentioned them, I will go ahead and say, and you guys, these are not Christian. I just, just know that, but also know that I've been single for going on three years now. And sometimes I just need a little bit of a love story in my life. So do with that what you will. But I finished two series that I had been reading over the last year or so. Um, So now it's like, wah, wah, they're over. (laughs) What do I go to next? But um, the Winston Brothers series by Penny Reed. And that's fun because there's like seven brothers. And so throughout the series, you get to see them all get married. Oh, fun. It's over, you know, like a decade or whatever that you follow them. But that's multiplied happy endings for one family. That's really great. You get to keep coming back and seeing the re- the other members that you already know about and like them Aww. having kids and them you know in the last book they end up in Tuscany so it was like I, you couldn't get better than that you know they're from That's like Tennessee fantastic. everything's set in the you know in like Appalachia and then it, all of a sudden you're in Italy it was like oh I really enjoy this that's so, fun yeah that was really fun and then the Reluctant Royals series by Alyssa Cole which was also fun because she makes up these countries like in Africa and Europe where you start thinking like, is this a real country? I don't know. Sounds pretty accurate to me. It was really fun to follow. And like, just like, yeah, I thought she did a really fun job of making it feel real and kind of like bringing these women into these royal situations that you wouldn't expect and so that was that was cute and fun and then I read Beach Read um which was a really interesting premise I thought because and it had some like darker harder things in it but it's based on a Oh, my brain's going to blink out now. Okay, a woman who writes these kind of books like these, you know, romantic fiction kinds of books yeah. that tie up with a happy ending and then yeah. she ends up next door to this guy she went to college with and he writes literary fiction so it's like all dark and brooding and you know doesn't have the happy ending but they both have writer's block so they dare each other to write each other's genre and kind oh, of help. fun yeah so they walk each other through how to write their genre and so that was fun and you know it's a love story and and all of that so so I enjoyed that one but the one I'd been waiting for which we have to I feel like we really have to talk about this Katie sorry Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. throw you under the bus but (laughs) the air affair came out last week and we were so excited we were talking about it (laughs) 
then you started talking about characters and I was like hold on like wait that is not at all what this is (laughs) which I think really it couldn't have like if it had been the other way around it it would have been disappointing but yes because yes. you thought it was the sequel to american royals i did you read this spring and it was good it was fine it's fine yeah yes, it's totally it's fine, fine. Mm-hmm. but it's not the royal we and correct this is the sequel to the royal we and so when you started talking about the characters and stuff and i gave you like a sideways look like what what even no stop <laughs> have you not read the royal we the sequel to the american royals doesn't come out till september and we see don't that's know. that is confusing it is it is i i will give you that i will give you that but i had to be like katie drop everything you're doing right now and go get the royal we and our friend shell was like well after i'm done i can loan it to you i was like no 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 <laughs> right yeah, now that's not gonna work out yeah. yeah please right now go get this book which you did yeah i did and i'm i just looked at my i'm 74 percent through at it that. so yeah i am marching through i've made it a commitment and a, a priority in yes. my days. So I'm, um, I am doing it and I'm loving it. It is, um, it's way better written than yes. I expected. And that's a delight. I love when you stumble upon a book without huge expectation, cause you know, the storyline is yeah. going to be kind of fun and cheesy. And like, I just didn't expect the writing to be so good and clever and it is. So, yeah. um, that's been really fun and it's, a, it's a kind of fun to, vicariously visit mm-hmm. her life and, and then yeah. shut the book and be like that's yeah. not my life <laughs> yep. well and it's really fun too because I mean you can just so blatantly tell throughout the whole book that it's based on the real royal family and it's yeah. based on Kate and Will's love the fair yeah. whatever you know but but they make it's it's just interesting to find the differences. Like, oh, yeah. that's the choice they made to make that make sense, but still be very much like the real story. And mm-hmm. so I find that very intriguing about it. And when I finish it, I want to talk to you more about that because you probably have better insight than I do to those things because I didn't follow. I, I mean, I remember Kate and Will's wedding and that it aired here at two in the morning. And, yeah. um, you know, that was, that was really fun. I went to a yes. royal wedding party in the middle of the night and that I that was, was supposed fun. to go to, and I didn't get to, oh. that's not the life I lead anymore. No, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Nope. But, um, but I didn't have all that background for sure. So mm-hmm. this feels like I'm getting new insight to their love story. So I would love to yeah. learn more about it when, when, when I'm I done. But. That it felt similar to that for me that I was like, Oh, I didn't know about all this stuff. And I feel like maybe I, I probably did knowing myself, like then went and did a deep dive on yeah. that stuff. Like after reading the book yeah it's been a few years and so even for me like picking up the sequel I've had to be like now wait like what was going on what had happened at the end of the last book like because it's it's probably been four years 
since oh I'm, yeah that's a long yeah. break yeah it really is so there's sort of a sense of like trying to get back into it again I kind of wish I would have I almost did reread the other one but yeah. then I just ran out of time and wanted to jump into this new one so yeah very tempting not to myself. just yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was like, I got it that morning. I woke up that morning and I got it on my Kindle. I was like, this is, I'm not, not waiting around. For yeah, you were ready. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So have you done any other reading lately? Well, I do a lot of, I, <laughs> I compartmentalize like books I'm reading on the Kindle app and I have a Kindle not just like on my phone but like yeah. on my Kindle certain genre of books and then books that I actually hold like they seem very yes. separate to me so um the ones on my Kindle are usually like I have Kindle Unlimited it's quick reads it's um sort of that brainless but not harmful kind of like a Hallmark yeah. movie you know usually very um formulaic and just sort of a a nice break a nice yeah. like, little mental break so I have tons of those books that I go through very quickly um none that are like stand out to me that are fantastic I really have have enjoyed Barbara Oli Barbara O'Neill I think is her name and okay. she has a lot on Kindle Unlimited so I kind of just ripped through all the books of hers I could find much better written also formulaic but and always a romance mm -hmm. and always a um Spanish style man <laughs> 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 with like the big arms and the thick legs and um those eyes you know yeah mm -hmm. it all so she is a little formulaic just um there's usually like a San Antonio or southwestern focus on mm, okay. so it's it, so it's interesting how it yeah. always weaves together with new storylines <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so same that's guy basically <laughs> same area but new story yeah. yeah but very well written so um I like her stuff and I, I think I've read all of it so I'm I'm kind of moving on but I usually just see what's in Kindle Unlimited and I grab it and um if it's bad, I just return it and get it, you yeah. know, so I just, I feel like those are, those are hard to talk about because there's nothing, you know, they're like Hallmark movies, literally. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you talk about it with somebody? Do you say, I just watched this awesome movie? Probably not. <laughs> Probably yeah. got you through yeah. the feelings that you had in that moment. And then you've processed them and moved on. You had a yes. good cry. You moved on. Right? True. <laughs> yeah. Like a little mini therapy session or something. Yes. Yeah, but there's a lot of really great books I'm reading that came from your um, the back of your van. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh, I'm going through lots of those, and that's fun. And just um, so people know, like I don't ordinarily have a a driving library um, or bookshop where I give things away for free um I and I soon I won't have a van either so yeah, that's <laughs> both true. Of those will be eliminated. <laughs> but I get a lot of books for the podcast and I just people have said why don't you mail them to people and I'm sorry if, I'm just going to be really honest and say I'm really bad at mailing things guys if I promise to like mail them to you you would never get them so let's just 
<laughs> Unless somebody else is in charge of that, it's not going to happen. So my solution, if you are, if you're in the area, they're going to be in a lot of the little neighborhood, you know, book things. What are those? <laughs> Uh, the little libraries, the bar, oh, the borrowing libraries. <laughs> yes, those little libraries. That's where a lot of these books are going to end up. But I did have them all in the back of my van and just like open it up to my friends. <laughs> One day I was like, "Here you that go." Was, <clears throat> that was a that was a happy day. That was <laughs> so fun to like geek out over books. Some of them not even out yet, and just yeah. ones that we're all so excited to get our hands on, and just. Uh, overwhelming amount of potential um, yeah. he, he, Christian healing. Yes. <laughs> it's like what percent. Yeah. Like anything, if you're a teenage girl, yeah. you are, you know, whatever it was, there was something there was for something. everyone. It was yeah. really, it was Lots really of special. marriage books. And I'm like, why do you keep sending me marriage books? I don't <laughs> like <dang> marriage books. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> there were things that... I just, you know, I, cause I, I get so many, I can't have everybody on the podcast and I, I've been able to be more selective over the years, which I'm really appreciative of. And it's not that they're necessarily bad. It's just, I wasn't interested or, and some of them, yeah. they're books that I did. I really enjoyed and I just am done with. And so, yeah. You're passing was, on. Yep. And I have even more since then, Katie. I think what did I counted? I think it was like 72 books or something mm -hmm. that I had in the back of my van, like something insane. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that was like a couple, that was, mm, that was probably a year and a half of in the book making. accumulation. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's not long to be said no. that many yeah. seriously yeah. seriously yeah I mean what a commitment to read and like I that's a, it's a little overwhelming but there are perks to your job and yeah um yeah that was well and it. I that didn't nice. read all of those <laughs> but and I you know honestly there there came a point especially during um the pandemic not that the pandemic's over, but you guys know, like the thick of it when it was all starting and the world was shutting down and this was all new to us and didn't feel as weirdly normal as it does now. Yeah. Um, that I, like my brain to be able to process reading, like totally shut off. I think I just yeah. went into survival mode and there was no ability to read. And during that time, I, I did like really hard skims of the books that I was having people on for. Like, I mean, I, I would pick out pieces. I would read the end of each chapter. I tried to have like a really good handle on the book without reading all of it because I just couldn't. But yeah. now I'm starting to get back into that place of being able to like fully read the books again of the mm -hmm. people that I'm having on the show. And because I am sent so many, I can really pick like, oh, I really want to read this one and I think like my audience would like to hear from it and you know like when I'm reading right now the lazy genius way by Kendra Adachi and I will be interviewing her next week for an episode to come out in August and I love it like it's so good everybody go pre-order it um but it's fun to get back to that point where it's like oh I really I would want to read these books anyway and mm -hmm. those are the people that I get to have on the show so that's Fun. That's really cool. Yeah. I feel like I go through those seasons. Like I cycle through um, 
when I'm in a real podcast season and I'm listening yeah. to like a lot of sermons um, or I'm in a real reading season or sometimes it's just like worship music. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in that like more worship music or classical music season, when that's about all I can handle to have inputting, mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, like, am I really growing? Because when you're in more of a intellectual when you have that capacity and you can take in sermons and you can more critically think and um, it just feels like you're growing more, yeah. you know, cause you're yeah. thinking deeply, but I think there's a, I think there's an ebb and flow to it. Like of, mm-hmm. of not forcing it because it's just going in one ear, not the other. If you don't yeah. have the capacity for it, if that's not where your heart is or your mind is and just like, I, that's just really helped me to think these are seasons. Okay. This is yeah. the season I'm in. It's okay. It'll, I'll, I'll swing back to a different season, but this is where I need to camp out and give myself permission to just do this Yeah, and know that it'll, it'll change. There'll, you know, mm-hmm. like flowers yeah. blooming or wilting, yes. like it, it's okay. Like yeah, we're going to get through that to the next season, but, and that, that frees me up to really enjoy yes. and just like, okay. I can just yeah. do this and not beat myself up about it or feel like I'm stalling out or something, but no, mm-hmm. this is just where you are. Yeah. We were just talking about Psalm one in Patreon last week. And I love those verses in that chapter where it talks about, you know, the person who meditates on the law of the Lord is like a tree planted by streams of water that bears its fruit in due season. It's like, mm. doesn't bear fruit all the time like no it's still like soaking up the goodness all the time but it only has fruit when it's supposed to have fruit and that is not round the clock like we do have to hibernate a little bit more sometimes and consume different things and we have different output levels and that is totally okay I mean I think especially even as women we know like our cycle we are in different places mentally and physically just throughout a one month period of time like we will have those different seasons and so we have to be reasonable with ourselves about what we're able to consume or have output with exactly important to remember yeah and that fruit would be you can't consistently produce that fruit and have it be sweet and good if you're doing it all the time like part of the that's part of the process of it is Mm -hmm. that there's a period of dormancy and there's a period of new growth and like we can't force it but I think culturally we feel like if we're not producing if we're not you know yeah somebody's looking at us thinking we're not doing enough or yeah um, you know, th- those voices, but to know, like, we just have to give ourselves some grace to recognize yes. where we are and let it, let it be okay. And not feel like it's permanent. This is, I'm always going to be stuck here listening to music. I'm never yeah. going to move on to deeper things. I'm just yeah. gonna, yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, I do that to myself. I can really be my own worst critic in mm-hmm. those times and, and want to push myself. And that's, you just yeah. have to like know that's not going to produce anything good. That mm-hmm. would produce some fruit maybe, but would it be fruit that is enjoyable or beautiful yeah. or something? No, it wouldn't. Yeah. Well, and it was even as I was frustrated when I wasn't really reading because it was a couple months there where I was like, I just like, I would start to try to read a book and I just couldn't get there. I'd find myself rereading lines over and over again because 
my brain would check out and I couldn't get sucked into the books. And I just was like, I just, I can't do it. And I was getting frustrated. Like I have my reading goals (laughs) for the year that I need to hit and it wasn't happening. And it wasn't until I started to come out of that a little bit of just like the overwhelmingness of everything and allowing myself to be like, okay, I'm just going to read like the lightest stuff that I can at this point and that's okay. And that's an entry point back into it. And that has allowed me to then start taking on some heavier things and more nonfiction. And, and even with my listening, like I, I, with, I drove so many hours a day before the pandemic, you know, I would have four hours of driving every day. And so I consumed a ton of podcasts and even a lot of audio books and without that kind of built in time to do that, a lot of that fell away too. And so just starting to even get back into choosing an audiobook over music. I was doing a lot more music during that time, which was fine. It was what we needed at the time, especially because it was a lot of like dumb music. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of like Jonas Brothers and stuff just to keep us like pepped up and like, okay, yeah. we got to keep going. We got to keep going. But you know, now it's nice to be able to get into even the different kinds of music that I feel like I'm listening to now. Like it's been interesting to see just how much has shifted since the beginning of the year, you know, right. How many different seasons. Well, and I think that's like these conversations that might appear to be like more frivolous. Like, what are yeah. you listening to? What do you, all the, there, there's a, there's a deeper importance there in mm-hmm. terms of knowing yourself. And like, we're saying this, this kind of cycling that I think a healthy person does, because you can't always say pedal to the metal yeah. all the time. There should yeah. be cycling for healthy balance. I mean, God put that into our world. You can see it with the, um, the tide with the day Mm -hmm. and the night with the seasons with like you were saying with our bodies like there's a cycle built in there's a resting on that seventh day like he wants us to have that ebb and flow so yeah these kind of conversations where you know okay what are my defaults like if I'm Mm -hmm. in a music season what am I listening to if I'm in a reading season what am I reading? If I'm in a, I just kind of need Netflix. Okay. What are you, what are you watching? What's a good one? But also when I'm in that season, like I was saying earlier, I have to make sure that there's balance. It can't all be junk food because then you, you, um, metaphorically gain weight (laughs) and you don't feel good about yourself. Like you don't come out of that season feeling better Mm -hmm. if you're not having some kind of a balance. It doesn't mean it's always bad, but that's just a red flag to me. Like, Oh, that's what I want. Okay. Well then I'm going to read second Peter when I'm done with this and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure I have some good balance in my heart or I'm not going to like how I feel and how I fit into my clothes and how I mentally process hard things. I'm not going to go to good places. I'm going to go to you know, yeah. sobbing in a fetal position on my bed, wanting more Netflix. <laughs> that's yeah. not, that's not good either. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I think that we just really have to be aware of those things. And, and like you're saying, just have kind of our finger on the pulse of what that looks like and what we're consuming and what we're outputting. And even we've been having the conversation a lot in Patreon lately. And I think even just between us as friends, like I have realized through the pandemic that I actually thrive much better when I am busier. 
Like I, when I have things on the calendar and I have kind of definite times during the day when I have to get to things and when we are on the go more, I feel like I'm better emotionally. I am more productive in my work. I feel like I keep my house more together. Like all of those things. I even feel like I connect with my kids better because it's more intentional within the parameters of the day and what we have going on. When, when I don't have things going on, it kind of, it all just kind of gets lost in the shuffle and doesn't feel like there's urgency to getting things done and that sort of thing. But I realize, like, I think that's so talked down in our society. Like there's this big movement towards, you know, slow down and cut things out of your life and you shouldn't like to be busy. It's wrong to be busy where I realized, no, I actually do much better when we're busy. I'm much more intentional with how I'm living my life when I'm busy, but it's different from when I've been busy in the past because along with that, I also am being more intentional about my rest. And, and not like, I remember just last week I got to Thursday and I, I did everything on my list and I was done by, you know, two 30. And I had this feeling like, well, can't, can I just like sit down and read a book? Like, is that, is that wrong that I'm, I'm, I'm done no, okay, I'm done with what I was supposed to do for today. And that's okay. And now I can relax. And now I can move on to other things. And so I I think that was so that guilt over rest and taking a break was so built into me for so many years that sometimes I still like it gives me a hiccup of like, Oh, is that okay? But I think it helps to, to take more intentional rest instead of just like, getting myself to the point where like I'm totally burnt out and now I can't do anything yeah. for a week. And so it's been interesting to even find those ebbs and flows of like acknowledging that I do better in all the ways when I am busier, but I also then need to be intentional about the way that I'm resting. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> We we have friends that don't do well. They, they thrive more in that unhurried hurry, you know, like that pressure, that that external pressure versus the internal organization. I think there's a big difference. And so to kind of land on that and see how you work best and how it can become unhealthy when there's too many pressures on you and you're always rushing, you're always hurrying. That's not good. But to know that what you're striving for is to have a balance of external, um, things that you need to be at and get people places and that Mm -hmm. that helps you have, I mean, it's just how you're connecting with people and having like time boundaries and stuff around it. I've definitely felt that too, even though I think I operate a little differently, Mm -hmm. um, but with boys and sports and not having these practices where I'm taking people to picking people up, making sure they have a protein shake and something, you know, like I'm good in that. I like that. I like, um, I like being a sports mom. I like yeah. being 
Um, I like being behind the scenes with it. I like encouraging them. I like feeding them. I like, um, I even like, like there's dirty, stinky laundry and getting it clean <laughs> and folded. Well, you know, like I like all of that. And so when that has been lifted, yeah, I struggle very much with knowing how to occupy them in healthy ways and produce those same amounts of like their bodies are sweating and exhausted and they're yeah. eating a lot. And, um, it's kind of hard to manufacture that without sports um, yeah. because you know and I can't push them and they can't push themselves the same way a team yeah. or a coach would true. so I've struggled with that like we really do well when we have everybody kind of pushing themselves on a team and then we're coming back together to you know rally again with dinner and putting yeah. laundry away like that's a good rhythm for us and I miss it I miss feeling like I know my position and my place and my purpose with them and what they need for me right now um is like that coaching you know like mm -hmm. yeah just behind the scenes preparing things for them so that they can do their best and there really isn't behind the scenes anymore it's all in yeah. the scenes it's all yeah. right here yeah <laughs> yes so much harder it is so much harder yeah, I feel like my relationship with them, because it's so much more quantity and mm -hmm. so much less of that focused role. Yeah, it's it's just tougher because I don't know. I there's just a lot more time, and yeah. um, as much as that's been a great thing, like like I was saying, like with with Lost, and we're playing more family games, and that's all been really good. But um, but I love cheering for them. I love seeing yeah. them individually push their bodies and you know now it's it's just harder to find those places mm -hmm. and I I'm I always have my um my glasses next to me on the coffee table where I usually sit and I only need them to see scores like oh, on the team yeah. or you know I'm I it's distance and they have said they had dust on oh. them. Like my case has dust on it. There have been no sports yeah. to put these glasses on and see. Oh. <laughs> like that was really tough for me. Like my yeah. eyes have not needed to be used. Yeah. <laughs> like I have not needed oh. to have those fine details. And that felt really personally sad. Like I just yeah. missed that, that adrenaline of cheering yeah. for something and of yeah. like getting excited for a game. No matter I mean, we'll take golf. We'll take whatever it is right now. But it yeah. is hard to come by anything. You know, there was yeah. just there's there's very little my mm -hmm. my nieces and nephews who live in Idaho had a season with baseball and um he's six and mm -hmm. I was like send me the schedule we'll be there for every game like we're starved like we mm -hmm. need it we need some sports and they played one game and then their season was canceled because mm -hmm. their um county had like a spike in in cases and that was just somewhat devastating it was like no yeah. <laughs> finally it's something and it's yeah. gone gone <laughs> Well, and even just, I feel like having things to talk about with them, like when Roman was in school and doing his sports and doing band and everything, he had things to tell me at the end of the day. And right now it's like, well, we've been together all day. Yeah. Playing a lot of Fortnite. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. <laughs> all right, buddy. <laughs> like there's just there isn't much to talk about it's kind of like right. well, it's the same as it was yesterday mom okay right but you know like with Fortnite, can we talk about that for a second because sure. everybody's definitely group up I mean I think for them that's filling that bill because they're in the they're in a war and they're yeah. teamed up they're talking to their friends like they they yeah. have 
some bigger purpose, even though it is completely constructed and not real. Yeah. Um, but for the same reasons that I need a Hallmark movie or junk yeah. books, you know, I think they kind of need that feeling of like a battle and a yeah. win. And, and doing um, it together like that was together. the thing that pushed me over the edge was knowing that they were playing it together even from afar. And especially mm-hmm. during the beginning of the pandemic and stuff, it was like, okay, I guess we're going to kind of press in here because I still want you to be able to talk with your friends and communicate with them and play together. And yeah. so I'm, yeah, we're going to move forward with that. And he's right. 14 and he watches Phineas and Ferb and Milo Murphy's Law <laughs> while he's playing Fortnite. And so I'm like, all right, well, innocence intact. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, we are going to wrap things up, but I did want to mention because we didn't even get to everything we were going to talk about, but which is, I I just have to applaud us for that because I thought this is a, like a pretty, pretty weak little outline I had here, but we've really taken advantage of it. We sure have. The coffee, the coffee kicked in. It did. It did. And I, those are my favorite conversations anyway, but we were going to say like, because we have had times where we're listening to more music and stuff and you got this great speaker. And so you've been able to listen to more things that you're really enjoying. And I wanted to hear a little bit about those channels. Sure. So I've never had a smart speaker, but I, (laughs) I don't want to over emotionalize this, but when it first (laughs) turned on and I could say, Alexa, play whatever. And she did it. Like tears were in my eyes. Like, thank you. That was so nice of you. Like, thank you for doing that for me. Like, how did you know? That's exactly what it it was just. So she met, she fit a bill. (laughs) She met something in my life that apparently I really, I really needed. So I'm very grateful for her. She's just very thoughtful. She listens. She, she adjusts her volume when I ask her to, she pauses, she turns it off. She tells me the weather, like I'm, I'm thankful. So, um, I think I mentioned this before, but I have this jazz station on Spotify and sometimes jazz can get too far for me. Like I can't consistently listen to it, but this is not that jazz. This is a coffee house jazz Ooh. and it, it kind of, is it that makes, the name of it? Is that what people should look for? I'm going to look for it specifically because, um, it's a, okay. So it's called jazz morning playlist no jazz morning playlist cafe is what it's called on spotify and we should link it because i think even if you're not a jazz fan um it's the right vibe of background music no matter who you are like i haven't had anybody come into my house because i talk about it and say yeah "Uh, i don't like it like it's just a nice background sound. It kind of makes me feel like when I'm making dinner, like I'm not alone. And I just, you know, it just sort of, it's, it's nice. It's really nice and mild and not too jazzy, but, um, so I I really like it. Uh, and then I always default. I love classical music. I love the piano. So I love Baroque style music. I love Handel. Mm -hmm. Um, and so anyway, I, I default to that kind of music as well. I've also really been liking Johnny Swim lately. I have a Johnny okay. Swim playlist that um, also follows sort of that jazzy vibe a little bit, but with words. Yeah. <laughs> just, 
And don't you listen to like French cafe music? Yeah, I do. I do I when I'm that. making something French and I listen to an <laughs> Italian one when I'm making spaghetti from a box and sauce from a can. Oh my so like goodness. if I just turn on the Italian cafe music, I just elevated this. So <laughs> is that just like, <laughs> is that what you look for on Spotify is just like Italian cafe music? Absolutely. It's already curated there for you. And my, um, my Alexa maiden, she can go back and forth between Amazon Wait, Music, what did Pandora. You my Alexa maiden, maiden, you know how like, you know how in Proverbs thirty one, like the she has all these maidens. Oh my um, goodness! Yeah, so That's I have my dishwasher, my washer, my dryer. Those are my maidens. Like they do my <laughs> they do my work, and she does my more my emotional work. So I, I love call it. her my Alexa maiden. Yeah. Anyway, um. If I tell her to just play something, she'll sort through like um, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify. She'll find the best one for me. And she just doesn't let me down. So, wow. I know. I know. Game changer. <laughs> yeah. I still, I personally am hesitant to have Alexa in my house. Right. I, I could see your. Yeah. You, but you given different... even things that have happened this morning, I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I, yeah, you have to be more guarded. You definitely, you definitely do. Um, But yeah, who knows? Who knows? I, for me, it's, it really has been not that like, she's someone to talk to you. Like, I'm not trying to be silly, (laughs) but it is so nice to be able to say something and just have that need met immediately without having to remind somebody or Or argue with them, argue, or or, no, I want to listen to this instead. Or, you know, just to have somebody like, Like, listen to what you say. Yeah. (laughs) That makes me feel like, okay, thank you. I love it. (laughs) I love it. <laughs> Just that alone makes me feel like, do I need Alexa? But no, yeah. <laughs> I will go ahead and wait just because I don't want to have my house hacked, but I do yeah. think that it's, it's tempting. But maybe you connect like your, your nest and your security and everything all to that brain. You know, maybe there's a way to do it that it works for you and not yeah. potentially against you. I don't know. I don't know, I know. enough about it, but I, know. I want you to have that pal too because it's I know. so nice. I just get scared of somebody hacking in. And yeah. That's yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, not well, that we were... that's ever happened before. Right. Mm-hmm. Or put, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we were going to talk about drinks, and um, I had something I was going to say about that, so I want to just, like, okay. spit it out really quick. Okay, all right, quick. then we'll do it. Okay, so I have in my yard tons of lavender, and um, I've harvested some of that and done, like, a lavender simple syrup, and I, okay. I don't have sugar right now, so yeah. it's with an alternative but that is such a delight like a lavender latte or um, even lavender lemonade or I just I love I love doing that and having that on hand to um you know with your jazz music it really goes along <laughs> just saying yeah and so what did you what is your alternative that you use to sweeten it I've been well I've gone back and forth I've used the monk fruit because yeah, that that it dissolves pretty well because you, you do it in, with boiling water so that, yeah. um, you know, so it, it will dissolve in boiling water. It doesn't dissolve well, like in a frosting because it still has that granular yeah. um, texture. It never kind of melts in. So I'm, I'm 
judicious about when I use it because sometimes it works great and sometimes it doesn't. But I've also used the um, the stevia drops that oh, are yeah. like, liquefied and um, that works really well too. So anyway, that's whatever you have growing around or culinary lavender is not hard to find, but you could do it with basil yeah. or you could do it with Ooh, um, mint basil. or anything that you might happen mm-hmm. to have. I think it's fun to, I have this jar with a cork in it that goes in the it, uh, it has like a metal attachment on the cork. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I just think it looks so pretty because it's got like a, a faint purple tint to it, Ooh. and it makes me feel gourmet. And it's yes. really, really easy, but it makes me feel like level up. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, would you like that with lavender simple syrup? Okay, yeah. I've got that. <laughs> I have that. <laughs> I just pulled it out of my English garden. <laughs> As of if course. that's my life. I wish, but you sort know. of, sort of. You're closer <laughs> well, than, than many other people that I know. Oh, <laughs> you are kind of the the garden gourmet queen, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I do love it, but I feel like oh, there's such a long way to go, you know. But I do yeah. love it, and I love yeah. those. I love those moments. I love doing that to my teenage boys. Like I love kind of embarrassing them that way. Like, yeah. would you like, would you like a little yes. love? And they're like, mom, I just want milk. Yeah. <laughs> I just want more milk. You don't want lavender milk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And I do just have to say like, I mean, and this has been an ongoing thing. You guys know I've made my patio and like, I have a bunch of flowers out there this year. And this is really the result of, Katie and Shell, pretty much, and some influence from my mother as well. But you guys, we're fully at this point where I have taken over caring for my neighbor's front flowers <laughs> and they don't know it. Really? They totally don't know it. And oh my goodness. I put a poll on Instagram last week and people legitimately said they thought I was crazy. But oh. you guys, like, I, my flowers are right next to theirs. There's no windows from the front of our house that they're going to like see that I'm out there doing this. But I, I noticed like they they have petunias, like this big pot of petunias and it was getting a little dry. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to water it. I don't think they've been watering it. They have an eight month old. They both work full time. Like I wouldn't, I wasn't even taking care of flowers really last year. So I have no judgment towards them whatsoever. I'm just trying to help out. But I started watering it about a week ago. And then I went out there to prune my flowers the other day. I was like, you know, I think I can just reach through... (laughs) <laughs> the little railing thing and and just snip away some of this stuff that's really dead so, like, I totally like went after this plant oh I love it I love it yeah they haven't said anything so well this is how friendships could be born you know right? like this this or broken or broken. <laughs> you know, depending on but it's a risk you're taking for the flower's sake and I just yes. really applaud you to yeah flower first And, you know, if they just come out and they're like, wow, our flowers are looking really great. We must be doing something right. Like that, I'm fine with them never even thinking with them. I'm okay with them thinking it's them somehow by magic. Yeah. You don't want credit. You just want the flowers to bloom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To be their best. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So (laughs) look at the growth in you. I know. 
it's really it's really something it really is yeah but to all of you people on instagram who thought i was crazy i think you just didn't hear the full story yeah 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 mm-hmm. that's so, not crazy and you know i would say it to their face if they came out and they're like what are you doing to our flowers i would be like look you've got an eight month old you work full time i just wanted to bless you and mm-hmm. do you a favor Mm-hmm. So I got you. <laughs> yeah. Where I, I had a lot of people that were like, you're straight up nuts. But then I did have somebody be like, you should just sneak some fertilizer into the plant. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should. <laughs> so that might be coming down the pike. <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning, Katie. It's delightful as always. Well, you're welcome. This was fun. Really fun. Good way to start our week. It is. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. All right, ladies, that's it for this week's episode. Our website is currently down and we are doing some revamps to that, which we will hopefully be rolling out in the next couple of weeks. But if you are looking for show notes for this episode, you should be able to find them by just scrolling up in whatever app you are using to listen to the show. As always, I would love to hear from you. Come and get in contact with me on Instagram. That's the number one place at Mackenzie Coppa. You can also search Cultivating the Lovely on Facebook and find our Facebook group. And as always, you can join us in Patreon at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. If you wanted to leave us a little rating and review in iTunes, that also helps make a big difference for the show. And I also just want to remind you that when you give us feedback about the show, when you tell us what you like, what is impacting you, what your favorite segments are, it helps us to be able to curate the show to what our listeners are really enjoying and benefiting from. So if you ever have input like that, we really do want to hear from you. I really would love to have a discussion with you about what you are liking and what is helpful about the show. So don't hesitate to get a hold of me. I would love to hear from you. At Mackenzie Coppa on Instagram is probably the best way to find me. So hopefully I will see you there soon. All right. Until next time, ladies, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.